Hey everybody, welcome to Raise the Roof here. <laughs> oh, God. We got today on the pod, we got our friends uh, Alex Murphy, uh, Brianna Gonzalez, and myself, Evan Gibson. Today I'll be doing the intro. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting sure. ride to start. Huh? I love it's, it. It's, it's been an interesting ride to start. Oh, Do you yeah, know yeah. all the socials or no? <laughs> you know, follow us on TikTok raise the roof tb i think all of our social media accounts are the same all, thing. Our, not... all of our social media accounts instagram twitter um youtube follow us on youtube we got some podcast stuff up on there and just follow go on our site for our uh go to raise the roof tb.com um for for any uh raise related news new articles coming up soon so check that out definitely love it and love lovely pod we got set up here going to be reviewing the white Sox series go into our next series um against the phillies phillies yeah that's right <laughs> it sounds like you're doing like it sounds like you're on npr and you're doing like you're, you're like a coffee you hour type like thing this, this, is, this is npr <laughs> oh god all right well this is episode Just off 70. the top of the head this this episode 78 of the podcast, like Gibby said, White Sox series, Philly series, which I will be at both games. A lot of content coming from that. I like I think that uh, I will say to start, I think being a Rays fan gives you so many more advantages going on the road and watching them like as a fan of the away team because there's the fan base itself is relatively small compared to other fan bases you have so much better chance at like getting autographs and talking with players and that kind of stuff i don't know if you guys have had similar experiences yeah as when you're when you're a visitor um as a race fan that's kind of a rare thing because a lot of people uh like don't even see you like all the kids from the other team will just be like hey mommy look it's a race fan and they'll be like those don't exist (laughs) that literally happened to be at a phillies game before like (laughs) verbatim exactly exactly i was like i'm not an endangered species what the hell's going on here that's the vibe it's just you just stick out when you're a race fan at any visiting stadium because they're like what are, you, what are you doing here like what's what's your story like they just want to know like, <laughs> what's your like, st- like like how are you a race fan and why are why you is, here it sounds like an aa meeting it's yeah. like that one time Lindsay literally asked us <laughs> she yeah like, so how does that happen she's like how like how do you like <laughs> well honestly game? it's i mean it's a good question from her perspective but like it, not gonna lie it does kind of sound like an aa meeting i'm not gonna lie it's like <laughs> hi i'm alex i'm a race fan i've been a race fan for 10 hi, years alex. now <laughs> i'm a recovering race fan <laughs> Brie, how, so how many stadiums have you been to? Literally just two. <laughs> okay, so in your in your in your one experience going to Marlins Park, how did it feel like being a Rays fan? Okay, well, first of all, it was just weird because obviously this was the first game back since COVID. It was opening day, mm-hmm. um, so like, and it was Marlins Park. There just weren't very many people there, and nobody wanted to yell. So not only was I like the only one cheering, but I was the only one cheering for the Rays. So I got so many looks. But I mean, there were there were a good amount of Rays fans there, but it was just like dead silent the whole stadium. Yeah, I think my sucks. my one away game Rays experience was Detroit versus Rays at Detroit. Oh, that's interesting. No, that was the only one. Literally, the majority of the games that I've seen the Rays at, I've been a fan of the away team, so I'm used to this so much because I've seen them play in 
I got I guess it's really only two stadiums, but that's like the majority of the same like the majority of the time I've seen them, which is Philly and Baltimore. So like they've always been the away team and there's been like no one there. So that's just what I'm used to. So I can't imagine what it's what it would be like for a home game and seeing all these race fans and I'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> uh I did want to start off so. Uh, we're trying to shake up things here and make it more exciting and listenable for you guys, the listeners. So some pretty big news happened in baseball this week uh, that, of course, being Miguel Cabrera, becoming the newest member of the 500 Home Run Club. You know, you would like to see him do it at home, but, you know, you don't, you don't always get the opportunity. It was nice to see it done in Toronto, uh, I guess. There, there were some Detroit fans there. They, they, got to, they got to celebrate some people with signs. Some people made the voyage to uh, Toronto. So, so you're pretty close to home, but not, not, not quite there. So, um, but Miggy's been around for a long time. And it's really nice that he finally um, got this milestone because he is, he definitely deserves to be up there with, with, with some of those names and also a, a foreign born player to, to be on the list again. I think he's the sixth uh, foreign born player to reach above 500 home runs. That's all I got to say. It's sick. Love it. Good job. Good job, Miggy. Bree. Yeah, like Gibby said, I really wanted him to do it at home. However, I think that Toronto is honestly probably the next best place outside of maybe Miami um, for him because Toronto, their fans have not been able to see anything in so long of note because their home games have been played like everywhere but Toronto. So um, I think it was cool that those fans got to see something, you know, just a really good, solid baseball moment. Um, yeah, so I thought that was cool. Miggy's great. Let's see how high he can go. It's true. Well, speaking of that, there are plenty of active players right now who are trying to gun for that 500 home run plateau. The closest one being Nelson Cruz is currently on the race. So we're going to play a quick game here to figure out what players we all think will hit 500 home runs in their career. Starting out with talking about Cruz, Mike Trout, and Bryce Harper. You think Trout and Harper both get it? Yep. Definitely, definitely Trout too. So, I, I, I think Nelly can do it. I think he can. That's like, he's got like three seasons left, right? I mean, if he's healthy. I, I, yeah, I would say, I would say he's got a, if a he decent can, amount If, of if he can hit a couple more this year, then I think he'll be in good position for the rest of his career. It just, it depends on his health, honestly. Because if he can stay healthy, I think he gets there totally. So, okay, okay. So let me throw out some names. So are we, are we consensus yes on Trout? Yes. Yeah, I would say so consensus yes on harper because i do think harper's gonna get there yeah okay uh no one arenado yes or no you gotta tell them how many they have and like 260 no how, how many years in his career uh he's been playing for nine years i believe he's 30 years old he's 30 right now and he's got 260 mm, that might be tough do i see no one arenado playing till his 40s and still jacking um <laughs> I, don't, I don't know <laughs> I, I I wouldn't put that as a consensus. Yes, definitely not. I don't, could. I mean, he's like. I mean, Bry, Bryce Harper's way younger though. Like they they have similar amount of time in the majors and similar amount of home runs, but Bryce Harper's just younger. Okay. I am. I think personally, I don't think he's gonna make it. I don't think he's gonna play for long enough. I think it's a possibility though, but I don't think he's gonna make it. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, let me throw out some other people. Freddie Freeman. He's at two sixty seven right now. He is 31 years old. Nope. No? Mm, I, I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I, 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 I see him only having like, now this is going to this is gonna sound bad, but maybe only like five more years in the MLB. So Ooh. I'm not sure if he can 
get the total above 500 in that time. Not a Freddie Freeman fan over here. Ooh, nice. that's that's rough. I don't uh, know. Do I see him playing the 38? Oh. He's a first baseman, so there's some like built-in longevity. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. true. But like, I don't know. I I kind of agree with you. I don't know. And like, even if he does play, how many more elite years does he have? That's Good true. Point. I mean, he could end up like a Fred McGriff type, where like you just end up like six shy of 500 and just be like, eh, what the heck? I'm just gonna retire. He could be that type. That's a good point. Okay, Manny Machado, 29 years old, 245 right now. 25? Is that what you said? No, he's 29 years old. He's got 29. 245 right now. Dude, I, it's going to be like maybe his personality that, that won't. <laughs> although I, I like Manny Machado's personality. It might be his boisterous personality that might uh, he might <laughs> not not stay as as long in the, in the MLB. But I, I, I think he's got the the slugging ability to do it and he's pretty young 29 i feel like he's got a lot of a lot of uh a lot of hits ahead of him so i could i could see it i could see it Bree? i'm going with no okay i think i'm i think i'm also going to go with no for the time being i think he would need to have like some crazy seasons ahead of um ahead of him in order to get to that all right now time i'm going to throw out three younger guys and then we're going to move on to talk about the white Sox series first one Juan Soto. He's got 89 home runs right now, and he's only 22 years old. Yes. Yeah, I think I think Juan might get it. I think he's gonna just, get it. I just think he he's so good. 22. I, I, he's so good. He's my age. It's crazy. <laughs> he's he's incredible. He's he's really good. All right. So yes on Soto. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. He's got 105 home runs right now. Obviously, he did just tear his ACL, but he's 23. Oh, I think I think Ronald might have that one too. I mean, what, like what you just said with injuries, you don't know if he'll come back the same. But I, I, I have a feeling that that Acuna will come back pretty, pretty uh close to what he was at. So I, I see him definitely getting there. I would say yes. I'm Great. gonna go with no for absolutely no reason. <laughs> just, I was gonna say wanna... I don't like. I feel no too. Uh, I think he's probably gonna hit somewhere between like three and four hundred. Like I'd be. I'd be like, oh yeah, he'll probably hit like 420, 430. I don't think he's gonna hit 500 personally. Yeah, I have no reason, and I love the guy, but like, I just, I don't know why I feel that way. All right, and then the last person, I'm sure you guys didn't think I wasn't gonna say this guy, Fernando Tatis Jr. He's got 73 home runs right now, and he's 22 years old. Nope. No. I don't know. Is it is is it because he's so fragile of a player that you don't yeah. think he's gonna exist? His arm yeah, might he, fall off by the time he's 25. I'm not that's, sure. That's that's a good point. <laughs> he won't be uh he won't be a shortstop for much longer. If he keeps on. Uh, is he even a shortstop? Getting the, the errors. No, he's is, playing is the outfield he, right is now. Is he in the outfield now? Yeah. He, is, he is playing the outfield right now. <laughs> that's funny. I I forgot about that. I was he literally watching playing. a Padres game the other day too. <laughs> yeah, he is playing the outfield right now. So all right. Well, we will continue on. Actually, I have something else because it just popped into my head about like regarding Tatis there was an article that came out uh, I think it was in Baseball America or something like that about the uh the Cronenworth rate and the uh basically whoever wrote it said that the Rays lost the trade I know I know we've talked about it before but as it stands right now uh is it too early to tell because Edwards is still in the minors have the Rays or have the Rays lost it completely? Or do you think that they'll win the trade in the long run? Hmm. The Jake Cronenworth trade? Yeah, that's the one that included. So, Edwards and Hunter Renfro came to the Rays, and then the Rays traded 
uh, Tommy Pham and Cronenworth to the Padres. Sorry, there was some interference. Where was the interference? I I, I can't. I, I just couldn't hear your mic. It was scratching. Okay, well, it was Pham and Cronenworth for Renfro and, and Xavier Edwards. Does that make it easier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, with with, with Pham and, and Cronenworth doing so good for them now, and I mean, Xavier Edwards not being really a factor in our team, and Hunter Renfro now gone. Yeah, I could see that maybe they won that trade. May just maybe. Right. Bree. Oh God, Bree's gone. Which I'm not. I'm not afraid no, to. Admit. I just tripped over like six boxes trying to get back to my computer. <laughs> the hell? Yeah, we're good. Woo! We did it. Yep. Um. <laughs> so first of all, I think people are way too obsessed with winning and losing trades. I've said that before with the Snell thing. I think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. First of all. Second of all, I. I mean, if you're gonna say a team lost a trade, then like, yeah, like Cronenworth and Fam are obviously doing super well right now for them. Um, and we gave up a couple of really, really good players, really good impact players. Um, however, I don't know that I want Cronenworth playing over Brandon Lyle, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, now that Brandon Lyle is really heated up. Yeah, I don't want him playing over Wander Franco. So, I mean, like, just I'm something not, that needed to happen. Yeah, I'm not super broken up about it. Like, I'm happy to see him succeeding. Yeah, we gave up two impact players, and that sucks. And maybe the Rays probably wish they didn't do that. But, like, it's not like we're hurting from that trade. So, and we have another piece coming who's really doing well in the minors. So, I think we'll be okay if Pretty we true. lose the trade. Yeah, I don't feel like that. that really compares to, like, like losing that kind of trade doesn't doesn't like compare to the pain that Pirates fans feel from like Tyler Glass now and like I mean just everyone I mean ever like <laughs> I think like a, there's so many all stars who were just once a Pirates draft draft pick who got traded away and then all of a sudden blossomed into this all star player it just happens to them all the time so it, I don't, I don't feel like that trade and Cronenworth is much like that really I mean there's there's a big difference between giving up a really talented player and setting your franchise back several seasons. Yes. yes. That, is, that is true. <laughs> the Rays did not do that. Yes, they gave up an all-star caliber player in Cronworth, and that sucks. But, I mean, I think it'll be okay. And also, I think if you root for players that your team trades to fail, then you're a bad person and a bad fan. <laughs> and I will say that until I'm blue in the face. People that want Blake Snell to fail – you are the worst. Why? So we win the trade. Who cares? We have two guys that from that trade that are already giving us major league production. So we win just by quantity, first of all, because we have two of them. They have one. Mm-hmm. And like, we don't even play the Padres. <laughs> like Blake Snell, it's not like we traded him to like, even a, we didn't trade him to like the Angels or something where we're going to face them six times, seven times a year. Like it's the it's the Padres. Let him be happy. Let him succeed. Like don't root for him to continue failing. It's mean. He loved this organization. He put a lot into it, and that's my spiel on that. Yeah, yeah and we used to cheer for that man a lot. I yeah, it just, makes me angry when I see people like, being like, on. "Ha ha!" Like suck at Blake Snow. Like shut up. That's the worst. Yeah, it it is annoying. It is annoying. But. Speaking of Tyler Glass now, uh, that leads me into talking about the White Sox series, specifically Bree pertains to you specifically and other people within the McClanistons. Do you want to go into more detail about uh, your experience that that wondrous Saturday afternoon at the drop? 
I'm brushing my hair, so not right now. Go through the series first, and then yes. All right, we'll okay. Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about the White Sox series. Didn't start the way that we wanted to because Tim Anderson, and then they stopped playing Tim Anderson, and the Rays won the series. Discuss. Yeah, just um, you know, pitching day one, Michael Walker, not too bad of a start, honestly. Um, it's just they happened to uh wait, where did all these runs come? I can't even I was looking at the summary. Oh my god, you're gonna have to cut this out, but I was looking at the summary game and I can't even see Were you talking about the game 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 one for the race? Yeah. Yeah, so they got the majority of the runs in the eighth inning, and then Tim Anderson hit a game, uh, hit a home run to tie in the ninth in the ninth inning. Then he hit an RBI single, and then there was another RBI that came in. That's how it ended up seven five. Yeah, but it, it just didn't show me who who got the runs charged then. Well, that's what it was. Oh well. Anyway, yeah. So the Rays they they come out <laughs> game one. Um, Michael Walker has a pretty okay start. Um, it was good. You're allowed to say it was good. It was good. It was good. Five five innings. That's that's all we that's all that's all we need him to do. Um, um my my guy Chargoa, Although he did good uh the last game in the series. Um, he gave up gave up a run in it in the eighth, right? That was him. It was in the ninth. That was the ninth. that was the Anderson home run. Okay, okay, okay. He hung a slider. No, I remember. But that kind of stuff's gonna happen all the time. So yeah. Um, and then the rest of the series just really just took him took him out especially the last game oh my god archer coming in too bad he he had to leave with um some hip injury i think his hip was giving him some trouble yeah yeah he had hip tightness a a good a good really good bullpen day from the rays uh on the last on the last game of the series um josh fleming able to stretch out until the end just just a just a really good game um offense was heated wander franco what a guy brett phillips what a guy um yeah that's that's my 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 some my takeaway of things <laughs> uh brie i know we talked about the first game on the on the last podcast but what were your thoughts about the last two games of the series okay i'm here oh, breeze breeze here <laughs> video <laughs> yes i also like i my mom got me a ring light and like once i clean off my desk the production quality on this thing is about to go way up. I'm going to oh start boy. looking cute for video content. Like <laughs> that today is not that day, but one day. It'll <laughs> today is that. <laughs> Progress yeah. for the future. Let's go. Cool. Yeah. But anyways, this series, first game, Tim Anderson is a menace to society. We knew this. <laughs> um, he hates corn also. Yeah. He hates corn. But I mean, also, Lucas Giolito had one of his best starts of the year gonna happen he's a baller and i love him yeah i think didn't they talk on sunday about like or i don't know where it was but like when he's on he's on but when he's not on he's not on i've and- said that a million times because he's on my freaking fantasy teams like all of them and he either has like an outstanding start or it's like really really bad he had a great one so good for him happy for lucas not great for the rays although they still could have won that game after he was out um yeah Waka, I thought, pitched really well, actually. Um, he had some – how many strikeouts did he have? Like nine? Nine, I believe. Nine strikeouts. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah. I mean, pretty solid, if you ask me, from him. Chargua giving up the home run. I mean, he's – nobody's perfect. He's great. And then I think the other run was Kittredge, 
So, I mean, those are two really good relievers that like never give up runs and they just happen to do it at really bad times, which sucks, but it's going to happen. And also, I believe the Rays made like several errors in that game. Mm -hmm. So like being me, I'm going to try and take the positive. It took the White Sox playing a really solid, like clean, good game to beat the Rays playing a bad game in extra innings, you know? Like, it was a terrible game for us. It was a great game for them, and they still only won in extras, you know? So what I'm hearing is that the Rays are better than the White Sox. I mean, we won the series, so of course. Yeah, and then they showed it the next two games. Yeah, and the last series didn't count because Glass got hurt, so they were traumatized, Yeah, I was, too. (laughs) Yeah, we all were. No, so that doesn't count. So yeah, but only those, this series counts. But those last two games were your impressions. Um, I would like to issue a personal apology to Luis Patino for saying he should be sent to Durham. That was premature, and um, he shut me up. He had a great start. Um, I think Ray's Twitter just got to you there, Bray. Yeah, maybe. They made you jump. They made you jump the gun. Yeah, I guess so. But um, he does not need to be in Durham. I don't think. Maybe. I mean, that's a really good lineup, and he shut them down. I think how many – he gave, like, one home run to that other menace to society catcher that they have, like Zavala or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, Zebby Zavala. Uh, Zebby Zavala. Yeah. I, I looked up because I was sitting in front of the scoreboard, so I never know who's actually hitting. <laughs> I turned around. I was like, who was that that just hit that home run? And it was that dude. And I was like, of course. Of course it was. <laughs> so, yeah. I hate sitting in left field, and you had to, like – always turn around to the that's billboard. my favorite place to sit but like i hate that the freaking scoreboard is right there like why can't they put it on the other side oh no i meant right field sorry yeah right field yeah dummy but yeah um that game was great more on it later but that was probably like i honestly want to say it was my favorite game i've ever been to but like i feel like that's disrespectful to game 162 and the alds last year but like you know I don't know, it was up there so sunday Sunday, Sunday. Oh, Chris Archer. I was so pumped for that game, by the way. He looked outstanding. Um, Really, I was honestly crushed when he left the game. I was like, oh yeah, my God, I was, he's dead. He was I was doing like, he's so dying. Good. He's gone. He's never going to pitch in baseball ever again. I was like distraught because like I've mentioned it several times. Him and Glass are my favorites and they've both been like dead all year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, he's back. And then he left again. So that was terrifying. But allegedly he's fine per mark topkin who says he will be good to go on i will have my fingers crossed because they have said he's fine before yeah exactly fine like first time he got hurt he was supposed to miss like two starts but ended up being four months so thank you kevin cash and chris archer for that one (laughs) um but yeah it was great to see him out there he looks solid um bullpen came in and they just did not even care that half of them weren't supposed to pitch that day they're just like, yeah, sure. Um, Chris Mazza was literally in Fort Myers fishing and Cash called him because Cruz went on the COVID list. He was like, hey, like, can you make it to the trough in time for the game? And the dude was just like, sure. Drove over, got there in the second inning, and then pitched like two <laughs> flawless innings. What a guy. He's been so like good that. recently. God, yeah. I love that. Just right, come in the work, do you do your thing, get out. <laughs> yeah. He just comes in, he's like, Yeah, sure, I can I can just pitch 
two scoreless innings against one of the best lineups in baseball right now like yeah no problem i'll be on my way i, I think the fishing like helped him put him into that mindset you know and i didn't even realize he was wearing the wrong hat to start out like i didn't even realize that until they showed it i was like oh, he was wearing the that. tb hat and he was supposed to be wearing the throwback hat because they always wear the <laughs> oh, uh... i didn't even see that that's funny yeah i was like wait what is <laughs> maza yeah but that was cool um oh also i Back to the Saturday game, one of my favorite subtle things that Kevin Cash does is whenever a reliever, like, has a bad game or blows a game the night before, he puts him back in the next day, which I think is brilliant for, like, mental just functioning. (laughs) It's like getting back on the horse and not letting it, like, marinate that, like, you're bad or whatever. He's like, no, go out there again. And most of the time they're fine, except for Pete Fairbanks, who always, like, screws up again for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) um Chargois did great um second time so that was good love that Kevin Cash does that Sunday like I said it was just solid solid game just good race baseball all around this weekend yeah Wander looked incredible in that Sunday game missed a, missed two home runs by a couple feet had some really good plays out in the infield just did you see that, that that he in his last like 37 it had to be play appearances I'm sure it wasn't games that doesn't make sense it was either at bats or plate appearances one of the two yeah one of the two he struck out one time (laughs) yeah and that was at the start of the at the start of him coming up we were like oh my god he's striking out too much like this isn't good Mm -hmm. yeah he's figured it out (laughs) yeah he's just fine he's ridiculous it took him away it took him a bit but he figured it out yeah we love to see it yeah so he's been he's been a delight uh, it was a good series overall. Rays looked really good in those last two games. Even in that, even in that um, Friday game, mm-hmm. they still looked good. They just except the defense. Yeah, like it, it was, <laughs> it was like uncharacteristic for the Rays, but like they still played the White Sox tough. So honestly, not that bad. And obviously, they took a series against one of the best teams in the AL. So that's a good sign moving forward. I want to wait to talk about Breeze thing. So we're going to do that after the break. And we're going to discuss some more things. We're going to preview the Philly series, which I will be at both games, hoping good things from it. So we're going to talk about that and more in and around the world of baseball on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. And we are back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Before we continue, if you guys don't know, we are currently partnered up with Smack Apparel to help release their Boat Parader bus shirts. They are fantastic. Uh, great quality and the price of the shirts is unbeatable. Uh, if you guys want to get your own, we have a referral link in the bio area of our Twitter account. Make sure to use that in order to buy it and any other shirts from there. We have a really, really great relationship with them, especially Jeff, who came on a previous podcast and talked with us. A really, really nice guy. They have a lot of great things going on, and we want to try to help support them as much as possible. And if you guys use that link, you'll be supporting us in the process. So look for that in the bio area of our Twitter account and make sure you buy your shirts today. With that being said, Bree, how was your experience like at that Saturday game at the Trump? So it was awesome. Basically, okay, so my sister and I are really not good at mornings. I'll put it that way. And usually I try and get to the Trump when gates open, especially on like bobblehead giveaway days, such as the Tyler Blast now bobblehead giveaway that this one was. And it just did not happen. So we were getting there. I was like, yeah, we're definitely gonna make first pitch and everything. But then I've never experienced traffic like that going to the trop. And it's always bad. But like this was the worst I've ever seen. 
So good job to everyone that came out, by the way. <laughs> At least there's that. But so I walk in and I shouldn't have gone in the main gate. I know that it's a rookie mistake, but I did. <laughs> and so I walk in and there's like no bobbleheads left I was just like kind of bummed out I was like okay whatever like at least I'm here um but then I, I saw everyone walking around with their little glass now bobbleheads and I was like oh it's so annoying like <laughs> I like praise more than all these people <laughs> which I think they did a a different tire glass now bobblehead day and the same thing happened to me where I didn't get to the stadium in time and everyone else just had a bobblehead and I was really mad I do have an extra one of those if you want one, by the way. Ooh. Work that out for you. I have to, might have to take that. Yeah. Take you out. But, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I just saw everyone else, like, with their bobbleheads, and I was like, man, like, I, I like him more. Like, I like the Rays more, which is arrogant of me because I don't know. I don't know how much people I have like a podcast. Yeah, I was like, I do a podcast. You, you guys don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> but, yeah. So I, I was sitting in my seat watching Luis Patino, like, basically call me an idiot to my face because he was doing so well um which good for him but then I just put out on Twitter like like maybe somebody has an extra I don't know so I just tweeted like hey like I didn't get a bobblehead and I kind of really wanted one so if anyone has an extra like I'd appreciate it and so I go back on and I look and freaking Donna Glass now (laughs) responded to my tweet and was like hey I have an extra one here's my seat number like come get it and I kid you not, when I saw that tweet, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Because, number one, I half thought she followed me a few weeks ago, like, on accident. Because, I don't know, why would she follow me? But she does. And also, second of all, she was on Twitter during the game that she was at, which, good for her. Like, me too. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I saw that and I, like, froze. (laughs) I was like, oh my god my sister was like what's wrong with you like what happened so I told her and she got super excited she's like okay let's go so we go and I'm like hold on I need to like make myself look decent so I don't look like weird (laughs) so I'm in the bathroom I'm like okay I could do this and I'm like freaking out and I was taking so long (laughs) she actually tweeted me again I was like hey like did you get one already I was like no I'm coming I swear Um, (laughs) yeah I was like no please like don't give it to someone else but finally I made it to her section and I was messaging Elijah actually I was like what do I call do I call her Mrs. Glass now like is that weird do I say Donna like I don't know I'm from the south we say Mrs. Glass now we don't call people by their first name (laughs) but I was like oh my god so I was messaging Elijah I was like hi help how do I talk to her and yeah so that happened thankfully that didn't even have to be an issue because I walk up to her section and she actually walks up behind me from the tunnel so I didn't even have to go to our seat she walks up behind me she was Brianna so like she came to me first I was like oh my god yes hi and she was like oh like I'm Donna and everything like the bobblehead's head's down there I'll go grab it for you I was like oh my god thank you she brought it to me and she goes I'll never forget this she's like you're a great fan you deserve one and I was like oh like that's so cool like she didn't follow me on accident first of all (laughs) second of all she likes me so we got to get her on the pod that would be that would that would be an incredible experience i'm sorry i'm not messaging her and asking her to come on the pod i refuse but she was super super nice and honestly that made my whole entire day already like my day was made and then after the game some of the mclanis dance girls were there and i like didn't say hi to them the whole game i was like wait like don't leave i'm gonna come say hi because i haven't met all of them in person um so i went down there they were by the dugout and 
Taylor painted this Brett Phillips jacket that was super cool that she wanted him to see. I don't know if she posted the picture yet, but I think she did. She did. Yeah, that was cool. Brett liked her jacket a lot, by the way. Um, Yeah, but we were all down there. And we were waiting for Brett to come out because he was the one that we kind of like knew was going to come out because he always does. But like all of a sudden, Brett's not out yet. Tyler Glass now walks out of the dugout. <laughs> and we're just like, oh my God, what's happening? And at first he like ran kind of by the bullpen because his family was over there and he was like going to say hi to them. But even like passing us, he was like, oh, hey guys. So we were already like deceased. Just, <laughs> yeah. Deceased. Deceased. <laughs> And then after he talked to his parents, he came back over and started like signing and taking pictures with people. Um, so we got a picture with him. We talked to him for a little bit. He, did you he, tell him that you were big fans of him on the Chris Rose rotation? I almost did. And then I didn't. But... Oh, come on. You, I'll, <laughs> if he, if I see him in Philly, I'm going to tell him that. And I'm also going to ask Brett what Moose Mountain meant, because I don't know what that was in the last podcast. I don't know what that's, what that's referring to, because I tried looking it up. Like, if it was like a euphemism for something, I didn't get anything. So I need to, I need to get some clarification on that. <laughs> yeah, but and it was just really cool. He, he was so nice. I don't know. Kind of, I'm always scared to meet people that you kind of like, because it's like, what if it's all an act, you know, for like the media and everything? But he was exactly like that. He was really weird, really funny. Like, actually, was last like, time was just a class act. Yeah, he was actually happy to interact with people, which I've I've gotten like when I was younger, I used to go and get autographs all the time and stuff. And like they were they'd sign for you, but they didn't like care. They didn't like look. Yeah, at they didn't like conversate with you. Already. Yeah, they didn't talk to you. But like he was there. He was like talking with people. He was actually seemed happy to do it. So that was awesome. Um, I, I do have a question. What was that? So like Brett took that photo on Instagram of like him surrounded by people. What the hell? Like, do did you, I mean, you're there, so you probably saw it, but like, I what was I didn't see that? it, but I know what it was. Okay. So it was also, um, that day it was like faith and family night at the Trop or something. So after the game, they had like a separate, you could buy like a wristband and you could stay after. And then uh... like, there were like eight different players. I think it was was it it was Cruz was there which I was surprised because like he just got here and he's so famous I don't expect him to like be super involved with the community or anything but he was there Cruz it was Cruz Phillips Wendell Chargois Whistler maybe um Ooh, Chargois too yeah Chargois was there as well who else oh Rasmussen was there and, like one other player but oh Kittredge they were all there and they were like sharing their like test like jesus story thing so that was cool so that's when brett had the sign but yeah brett and glass were the only two that came out and they were both the super awesome and i mean who better all the hurts baby hurts <laughs> the hurts are the hurts are going wild yeah so that was sick thank you to donna and tyler glass now for being awesome i did one thing about donna <laughs> i almost made it the whole interaction without being super weird which i was completely <laughs> worried about i almost made it almost <laughs> almost and then i told her god i'm still embarrassed but it had to be said i was like he's great you did a great job <laughs> Which, <laughs> i mean <laughs> i don't like complimenting a sculptor yeah like i don't know that's something i would say to like some children's parents maybe if i was like watching them but like tyler glass now is five years older than me <laughs> or six or something so but i don't know either way you did a great job. <laughs> she was great. He is great, and she did do a great job. So I don't take it back. But yeah, I wouldn't. That's awesome. 
That's that's really cool. Well, we do have a series, two game series to preview. One that I've been waiting six years for, because <laughs> that's the last time the Rays played the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park. And in that series, the Phillies beat the Rays two out of three. I'm freaked out because I tried looking at like the run of form that the Phillies had in 2015 leading up to that series. And now, and it's like almost similar and I'm freaking out because I swear to God, if the Rays happen to lose this series, I'm going to blow a gasket. Well, you're going to both games, right? I am going to both games and I'm going to blow a gasket if they lose the series. That'd be that'd be kind of the only way they can lose a series if they get swept. Okay, if they get swept, I'm gonna blow a gasket. If they <laughs> if they split the series, I'm gonna blow a gasket. If they don't beat the crap out of the Phillies, I'm gonna be really angry. The Phillies aren't terrible. I just expect them. I, I expect the Rays to beat the Phillies, and uh, I'm not gonna no no. I'm not gonna say it on here because I'm gonna jinx it. I'm just not gonna say it. It's not worth it for myself. I'm not gonna do it, Listen, guys. If you if you don't know this. Up in Alex's bedroom here in this little house he's in, he's got Philly stuff all over the walls. I do. Because I, I grew up a Phillies fan, so I have a lot of Philly stuff. I actually, I should probably give my, uh, I don't know if, if my girlfriend has the, um has like a jersey, but I do have a Roy Halladay jersey. Mm, so like I would, yeah. <laughs> that's not one you give away. Oh, I'm not, no, no, like no, no, just for like her to wear for the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love. Right, so, what are the odds of fanatic messes with Kevin Cash sometimes this year? Sometime this series, none. Like literally zero. None. none. Zero. No, he'll like antagonize the raised dugout from afar, but that's about it. No, really? I feel like him and Orbit are like the worst with messing with players. Oh, they'll they might mess with players, but they're not specifically going to mess with the manager. Yeah, probably not the managers, but like Brett, yeah. a thousand. I give that like a ninety. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that already happened happening. last time yeah. they played or something like that. Last time they played, Brett wasn't in the majors. The well, last time this series happened was 2015. Brett didn't yeah, make his debut. I was I mean like so. at the trap you're talking about, but Fanatic wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there. So <laughs> cut this part. Maybe that was maybe that Trust was me, I have I have flashbacks to that series because several things happened. One, Odubo Herrera hit a game-winning hit uh in the last game of that series. Two the game two of that series was the game where Nathan Carnes became the first oh AL pitcher in 50 That's years. One of my favorite games. So not <laughs> only was it that, it was also Aaron Nola's major league debut. So I saw his major league debut and then him getting shut out and losing a one nothing game to a pitcher in the American League who hit a home run. That was great. Think of how weird that is. But, like, it was cool to see Aaron Nola's debut. That's probably the best player that I've seen in terms of, like, a debut of a guy. So that was awesome. I don't even remember the first game. It, it happened. I took a selfie with Kevin Kiermaier. I know that. That was fun. Uh, I also had ugly sunglasses back then because I was a I was a misguided high school kid who knew nothing. Yeah, no and now I'm a misguided post-graduation kid from college who also knows nothing. Hey, so- freaking men to that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I just know nothing. <laughs> just, come on, man. You're better than that. All right. Um, Bree, what are the pitching matchups for this series? Because I know the first one. I don't know the second one. Yes. The first one is Rasmussen versus Suarez. Ranger Suarez. I have no idea who that is. Ranger Suarez (laughs) was a reliever for the Phillies. He's now a starter. He's been really good this year. And they're now stretching him out to be a starter because they're starting rotation after uh, the top three kind of (laughs) sucks. So that's great. Him and Rasmussen are the same person. (laughs) Basically. But but, But Ranger Suarez is a lefty who throws like 94. Okay, well, so Rasmussen's ready that throws harder. Yeah, but exactly. 
that's pretty sick. So yeehaw, boys. Yeehaw. Another lefty, but we're good against lefties now, kind of. So. Hey. Yeehaw. <laughs> um, uh, I have TBD for the second one versus Wheeler. We're facing Wheeler. Oh no. This is this is the third time I've seen Zach Wheeler this year, and the oh, thing I'm gonna no. I'm not gonna say it because it's gonna jinx it. That that should give away what I'm thinking about Zach Wheeler. Oh, that's not gonna happen. What? A no hitter? That's not happening. No, no, the no the times that I've seen him this year, he's been bad. Oh. That's I, I didn't want to say it, but now I, I said it. So whatever. I saw him pitch against the Reds, and he gave up a deep drive to left field by Nick Castellanos to make it a four zero ball game. We're gonna shut down. Uh, and then there was a, the other game that I saw from him. He didn't pitch well. So Zach, now that I said it. that, he's probably going to throw a shutout and a pissed off. Do you think we're, he's the Cy Young winner? No, no, no. Bueller's a Cy Young winner in my mind. Bueller? Mm, I don't know. Wheeler's been way too up and down. Bueller's been way more consistent. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that reminds awesome me of a Jay-Z line. I think they're one and two. Yeah, I can see one. that. I just don't think Wheeler's going to win it, personally speaking. And then I think that... I'm trying to think. I think Yarbs might pitch, or did Yarbs pitch in the in the White Sox series? No. Then I think that's Yarbs' day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, Let's see what our dear friend Mark Topkin. I think he put something out about it earlier. Yeah. So this is gonna. Be- While I look for that, we can pick players. Ooh. Yeah. True. Yeah, because I don't want to. Oh, Gibby can't though. I don't know. I'll, I'll I pick a player. I, I can't think more about this series because I keep having flashbacks to previous times I've seen the Rays play the Phillies, and it's just angered me. Last time, even though this was like four episodes ago, I picked a player. Nothing happened to them. So I think all I'll good. say is this: I've seen the Rays play the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park four times. They're two and two. Actually, five times if you count the World Series. But that was its own thing. So that means the Rays are two and three against the Phillies in the games that I've seen them in, in Philadelphia. But two and two in the regular season. Yeah. So people who I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna go with Chargois. Mm. Like my boy, he's he's sick with it. You know, he he comes up uh, two two of the last three games or or two two of the last games in the series. The first two does does it do good the first game, then second game locks it down as as Bree said earlier. So. I think Chargois is going to be pivotal in this coming series because I think like we'll that. see him. We might see him both days. Just might. Uh, Bree? Uh, uh, who did I pick last time? Do we remember? I don't even know. I think I picked Randy for the Orioles series. I picked Nelly Cruz for the White Sox series, which, like, he did fine, but nothing to write home about. Then he got COVID. Yeah, then he got COVID. Oh, my God. Oh. I cursed someone. Oh, you no. cursed him. Then, then he didn't get COVID. Yeah, yeah, I picked I picked Manny and Lau, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> well, you got one picks. of those right. What? At least. Hey, they both. Hey, they both did fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just. There's at least one confirmed that that you did say. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that far. Always. You're right about that. There's <laughs> um, one constant. Yeah. Let's see. Who am I going to pick? I'm going to pick. If Yarbs is picking, I'm picking Yarbs. If Yarbs is pitching, I'm picking Yarbs. There you go. Um, and if Yarbs is picking, who's he? Picking? If Yarbs is picking, he might pick somebody like Austin Meadows. Ooh. Oh, wow. good picks. Good picks. Good job, Yarbs. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, good pick. So I've never seen Bila hit a home run in person before, and I would like to change that today. Or Don't I mean, even not today. Another player then. What I would say. Just be no, like, Brand, I gotta just Brandon Lowe. No, I got to mention another one. Oh, um, nice, nice. 
my other player other than Bilal, I, I really want to see him hit a home run. Like I got two games. That's like eight at bats, probably six to eight at bats. Like I would like to see at least one in that time. Uh, I paid good money for these Brandon Lowe. I paid like 10 bucks for like each of them for like all the tickets in those games. So paid like 40 bucks for tickets and I'm going to pay $40 for parking. If you could buy it. That's how it'd be at the trap too. It's, it's, it's whatever. So my other player that I'm going to pick is Yandy's not hurt, right? Yeah. Yandy's all good. He's good. Okay. Then Yandy. Yandy Diaz. I want to see him hit an oppo taco. Wheeler's not a lefty, is he? Yandy. Wheeler's a righty. Okay, thank God. But he pumps 100, so take awesome. that for what it is. Can drive 100 the other way. That'd be nice. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Obviously, I'll be there suffering or enjoying it. Let's see how that goes. I have way more success watching the Rays in Baltimore than I do in Philly, I've realized. So maybe I should just watch them exclusively in Baltimore because it seems like I, 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 have, I definitely have a winning percentage of watching the Rays in Baltimore compared to the Rays in Philly. Very true. So... Cautiously optimistic for the series. Uh, do we think, well, Bree, what are you thinking about the series? I mean, see, you're going to ask me this every time. I'm going to say the same thing every time. The Rays are capable of beating every single team in baseball. I completely but, believe but, that. But, 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 like, what's your gut feeling? My gut feeling is they're not going to do worse than split. I mean, they could sweep. I don't know if they sweep, but they're not going to get swept. I can tell you that. No, oh, thank God. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> I'm hoping it happens. Uh, Gibby, what are your what what's your gut feeling on the series? Yeah, you just gotta um you gotta get to Zach Wheeler. And that second game is the one I think that's uh could be trouble for the Rays. Um if it's if it's Yarbs pitching against a loaded Phillies lineup, that could be like a Red Sox type situation with him. And Hoskins is back. I for, I completely forgot yeah. to say that Hoskins is back from injury. That is that is true. So I feel like they could get the yards if he's pitching against Wheeler in that second game, and that's that's what I would. That, that's the game I I I I look at when that could be a difficult. Yeah, I could see a split. I could see a split too. I would prefer a sweep so that I don't have to always, be depressed leaving. Always, always prefer a sweep. I don't want to be depressed leaving. <laughs> that's all it is. And also Wednesday is Dollar Dog Night, so that's going to be fun. I don't know if those exist at the trough, but they have five dollar beer nights. I always go to those. It's not dollar dog night, but that's, I think that might be better to be honest. That's way better. <laughs> I don't want a shitty ballpark hot dog. One hot dog can take 35 minutes off your life. Did you not uh, see that? Oh, I don't care. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, you, oh, so the are trying to kill you. They're trying to murder their fans <laughs> while the Rays are just giving beer. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, beer doesn't, doesn't do anything bad to you. <laughs> Hot dogs literally murder you slowly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dogs. And you can also choke on them and die. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, we'll see what happens in this series. It's 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 going to be interesting. My one goal is to, other than to see Blau hit a home run, is to get his autograph, which Blau. I think the Blau. odds Blau. of me getting that are very high, considering that there will not be a lot of Rays fans there. <laughs> you, when Blau was walking over, is probably like me when Donna was walking over. Not even yeah, like <laughs> I just want Brandon. I just Brandon, did you know that we went to the same college? I just want to let you know that. He's a very proud Terp. He really is. Damn straight. 
He's very. You got to wear. You got to get the trips hat then. That's another way that you get the. You can get the autograph if you have. Bring I have the a sign and it says greatest. I think it's like greatest export from Maryland, and then Brandon Lau. I also have another sign that says Brandon Lau greater than sign Glaber Torres. Okay, so I think. I think and that yeah. stayed true. I made that in 2019. That is true. Brandon Lau's better than Glaber Torres. You can't even argue with me on that one. Unarguable. So I might bring the sign with me. They're downstairs right now. I might have to break them out. Could work. Could work for you. I also have a sign that says uh, it was something about like uh, something to Sternberg in French because like, you know, the, the the Montreal thing. So I just like wrote a sign in French. Um, I don't even know what I said. So who knows what happened there? But yeah, it should be a fun series. Um, news around baseball. Uh, the Little League Classic happened over the weekend on Sunday. Jack Mayfield broke out a foul pole yellow Crayola crayon bat which is so cool. Big fan of that. He did hit a fly out with that bat at the time. That kind of sucked. I swear, did did you guys see that foul ball that Joe Adele hit in that game? No. Were were you guys watching? So Joe Adele hit a foul ball. So the the foul poles at the stadium, so basically where the stadium was played, it's Bowman Field or Historic Bowman Field, whatever you want to call it. It's the former, so it's the home of the Williamsport Crosscutters, who used to be a short season single-A affiliate of the Phillies. They're now part of the MLB Draft League because obviously Major League Baseball got rid of a bunch of minor league teams. So the thing that is really interesting about that stadium is that the foul poles are very short and it looked like he hit it over the foul pole by like 50 feet, just like in terms of like distance above it. He hit that ball so far. I don't even, I I still don't think that ball was foul. No one reviewed it. I personally don't think that ball went foul. And I think Joe Adele hit one like 480 and just wasn't called a home run. It's whack. Could be that song though. Also, Shohei Otani uh, loves signing autographs for everyone except for old, old men and adults. And I love that. That Signing it for the kids. That is what is supposed to happen. I feel like more players should take, uh, uh, like, just, just take it from Shohei there. Like, take his advice. Give it to the kids. That's some adult man baby also did he see the freeze uh had another victim today <laughs> uh like like that dude was at the end of his run oh he wiped and out and wiped out in the freeze one. Oh, did you see john boy wiped out in the sausage race yeah I, did, I, was I, I, I did not see that yeah he like pulled it he was running around so they were like cutting the corner going around to the final turn and he just ate it and pulled it like he said he pulled his hamstring as he was running. He just ate shit and fell. What stadium is that? Milwaukee? Yeah, Milwaukee. It's it's no longer called Miller Park, but I'm going to call it Miller Park. No, but the the freeze thing, that made me laugh so hard because that dude looked like he was going to win and he tripped. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Oh, God. And then the freeze just struggled so his shoulders. I've been to Atlanta back. once before uh, and the freeze lost the one time that I went there. I like, I got so excited because that was the only thing I was worried about the entire game. Funny enough, guess who was pitching in that game? Zach Wheeler for the Mets. I swear to God, I've seen him way too many times. Just can't, you can't get away from that guy. I was hyping up this freeze race for so long in that game just to watch him lose. So disappointed. No, isn't that funny though? I feel like everyone always has one pitcher that they just see like every time they go, just completely coincidental. I hadn't seen Zach Wheeler like like the entire year, and and now I've seen him. I'm I'm gonna see him three times this year. Like what? Well, yeah, like for me, it's McClanahan. 
every single oh, for time. me it's also yarbs it's yarbs I, i've, I've seen yarbs way too much this will be the second time i've seen him this year and i've been i'll have gone to three raise games and i'll probably have seen him pitch two of those three raise games yeah i, I don't I've get gone it to, i think i've been to five so i saw glass opening day so like he's one of the ones that i've only seen once and then i saw patino this last time but the three between that or just McClanahan, 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 which I'm not complaining because, like, that's fine. But, like, yeah, this my season was just I've been to five and Yarborough three times, Patino once, and I think Glass now one time. Yeah. So we have the same, same exact thing. And then for me, it's going to be probably Yarbs twice and then Drew Rasmussen the time in the middle. Okay, just I want to see Drew, though. No, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be fun. But when you think about like guys that you're excited to see, um Rasmussen he's not one of the guys at the start of the season who was in my mind because he wasn't even on the team at that point and he hasn't been a starter since like a couple weeks ago so this is going to be a very interesting thing to witness here it's going to be fun I don't know what's going to happen also interesting news I guess uninteresting news speaking of Atlanta the Yankees have won 10 straight games hey Whoa. That's all I want to say about Good that. Good job. I have something to address about this. Oh, God. So, to our dear listener that called me Gibby last time, <laughs> <laughs> that said he thought it was funny when Gibby, being me, um, said on the podcast that I was more concerned about the Yankees and the Red Sox. He thought that was amusing. Well, look at us now, my friend. The Yankees have won 10 straight, and where are the Red Sox? Not willing to beat that. the Rangers. Yeah, they're not doing that. So. Listen, we we you can we called it all year long, you know, that the Red Sox were going to fall. You know, you you can you can say enough, and it'll eventually happen. Yeah. So that was so our, like so like can we start story. manifesting the Yankees falling off now? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like Bob already tweeted about it. So like See, the Yan- the thing with the Yankees is their fall off was the first half of the season. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, that annoys me. That's fine. I mean, they've won ten straight, and they've picked up what like a half a game on us i mean that's true yeah that's a good point still four we're games fine. we're chilling did you see that uh austin and aaron nola played each other in no. san diego yeah, he he literally got him out in three strikes Wait, he, he, he threw he, i didn't even know this yeah yeah so they're brothers also aaron threw the two fastest pitches of his career to austin <laughs> that's awesome he threw one at like 95-9 and the other one at like 96-2. The two fastest pitches of his career in the same at bat to his brother. That's literally he's like, You're not you're not getting hit on me, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull out the best stuff of your fucking career right there <laughs> against your brother. Oh man, that that's just, that's just honestly awesome. You you'd love to see it. Yeah. Things you also love to see. Our boy Yoshi Sutsugo has oh, found on. a home in Pittsburgh. Woo-hoo. Let's go. He's been so good in Pittsburgh. I love it. I I, I follow uh, MLB Japan on Instagram, and they always post his hi- highlights. And it's I always like read the translation. It's like old dog gets home run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? And then, and then it just goes like of the of the of the. And I'm like, all right, now this is just gibberish (laughs) i wish i wish i could i could i could read japanese and what they're actually saying you know (laughs) 
instead of a it's, rough it's translation. It's just through Instagram. a bunch of unfortunate translations for Susuko, but I'm glad he's doing very well. And the old dog has found his way in 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 Pittsburgh. I I have his shirt see still. It's a Ray shirt see though. So you know, glad glad he's kicking it. He's just, he's just. Hey, we he's love just Yoshi. Doing, we love Yoshi. It's nice to see him. It's nice. What, to see what him a doing journey! Well. Rays to Dodgers to Pitt, Pittsburgh. He's and all then over. He the finds place. the home. He's gonna be good there. I'm saying I'm excited for it. <laughs> I, I I really hope. I, can, I put a lot of faith in him. He is you know, all all over the place, but it should be exciting. Anything else? Anything else of note? Oh, I had something getting it. Oh, some guy. Uh, some guy on Reddit said that uh, we were stoners. I guess referring to the last podcast, I'm not going to say the guy's name, but um, <laughs> I've never smoked weed in my life. And we recorded that podcast at 1230 in the morning. I think so shut it. Problem. I, I don't have my AirPods right now, once again. So if the audio quality is that, bad. That yeah. shouldn't even make a difference. <laughs> maybe I just, maybe, Alex, maybe we just talk like stoners. Gibby, can you confirm? <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's not, I wasn't on that episode, so <laughs> I, I didn't give any stoner energy there. So that, that was all y'all. <laughs> all y'all Just because I got my, I got my nose bashed in by some little twerp when I was at the Little League World Series camp don't mean anything. <laughs> I will say, I apparently have a deviated septum, so you're making fun of a disabled person. I have a deviated septum as well. Wait, What? <laughs> So that's why we sound like stoners. Yeah, I'm just I'm just nasally. Where did this come from? Leave me alone. Yeah, you ever seen my oh nose? Oh God! I hope that guy feels bad for making fun of my medical condition. Holy crap! Wow, that went deep. That is, uh, no. <laughs> that guy's nose ableist. I'm oh, also, uh, uh, Brian Anderson and Brian Anderson both uh, called the Rays game, the Rays White Sox game on Sunday. Then they made the meme. Of uh of the Spider-Man meme of Brian Anderson and Brian. It's so great that there's literally yeah, 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 Gibby's doing it right now. It's so great that there's literally two different announcers, both Brian Anderson. BA. And there's a player named Brian Anderson. <laughs> yes, there is. It's just it causes way too many problems. It's too much. Too many BAs. Too Something many else BAs. I wanted to mention that I don't know if a lot of people saw, but there's this um Twitter account called Adopt a Minor Leaguer and they just do a lot of stuff um they sponsor minor leaguers they set up like if you're interested they set up um to where you can like give care packages to certain minor leaguers they can pair you with someone from a certain team so you could partner with someone in the raise minor league system if you wanted that specifically um but they also do like bigger giveaways and they were doing a chipotle gift card giveaway um that they brought to the um double a um biscuits for the Rays and the double a braves um and they were trying to get donations and everything so i tweeted out a few times to try and get Rays and braves fans to donate and everything as well but it ended up being michael waka that finished the fundraiser he donated like i don't know like 900 dollars or something ridiculous to get those guys chipotle gift cards so they could have a good meal because we all know minor leaguers don't exactly get it's hard it's true they don't make a lot of money it's really hard for them to eat and to live in general so um stop hating on michael waka he's a really really great dude um that was just really nice of him to do and i mean it's gotten like no attention at all and i don't know he's he's just a great guy i think I well it's worth it to put it on here. waka alone 
Yeah, I think it's worth it to put it on here to definitely talk about. But I think with that being said, let's end this on a positive note with that. Thanks so much, Bree, for sharing that. That's fantastic information. And shout out to you, Michael Walker, for that. That was awesome. But with that being said, that concludes this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Thanks so much to everyone for listening. We really appreciate you taking the time, supporting what we're doing here at Raise the Roof. Hopefully, we'll continue to change things up, add some new segments in as we go. So just let us know on social media what you want to see, and we'll try to do that as much as possible. As for us, social media, Raise the Roof TV, website, RaiseTheRoofTV.com, our YouTube channel and Twitch, Raise the Roof and Raise the Roof Twitch. Check those out. This podcast, you're already following us here, so make your, make sure to share, subscribe, and uh, leave us a good review. Also, if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, or if you want to sponsor the um, podcast, have anything like that, RaiseTheRoofTV at gmail.com is the best way to do it. With all that being said, thanks so much for listening, and as always, raise up. Raise up, baby.